Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Well, her talent for music blossomed at a young age, and after a life-changing encounter with God in college, she began using her gifts to bless and minister to so many. But in 2018, Jamie Jam Goshen entered what she describes as the darkest time in her life, a season where neurological complications from the Lyme disease that she lived with for years suddenly became nearly debilitating. She moved home to Boston with her parents and began looking for answers, but her story was just beginning, and new hope Real healing and incredible purpose were on the way. We'll share the story today with Jamie Jam Goshen, the much loved songwriter, recording artist, and worship leader behind the long awaited album All Things, her first full length record in a decade, and the hope filled single All Things for My Good. It is just the best to have you here today, Jimmy. How is this day looking for you so far? Today is going great. <laughs> I am just choosing faith and joy and trusting that God holds the world in His hands. Well, and the truth is you've already achieved something quite exceptional. It sounded like the Amazon delivery individual didn't know where to go, but you got him there. <laughs> Amazon has been my best friend during this whole pandemic. <laughs> well, Jamie, longtime CCM fans will recognize your name with just a smile in, in an instant because Aww. you've been giving us amazing music across the 2000s. But, but this is your first full-length project in a decade. So I, I suppose the provocative way to ask the question is, where have you been, sister? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I know it has been a while, and it's funny because I was still creating, I was still songwriting, I was really traveling, ministering, and uh, all over the world. I got to go to Norway, the Philippines for a time, Guam, Japan. My heart really was to minister to women and young women, and just to share songs of hope, worship, joy, um, waiting well, all the things that are like dear and near to my heart. And then in 2013, I found myself um, in a basement with these awesome people from Australia. They were having like a Bible study, a worship night, and I knew a few people there. And so I went to check it out. I was probably going thinking maybe I'll meet my husband or something. I don't know. My <laughs> motives were definitely probably that. And ended up just really feeling a heart connection um, with this group that it turned into a, a worship night every other week that just kept growing and growing and growing. And it became a church movement that pastors Alex and Henry Seeley from Australia um, launched here in Nashville. And I kind of got to be part of, you know, the original team helping out in any way they needed help and uh, eventually went on staff there as a new Christian pastor and just kind of threw myself into that for the last seven or eight years, still doing music, still doing some travel dates, um, always thought I'd do another album, 
Um, but then I hit rock bottom and got really sick with something called Lyme disease. It nearly took me out 2018, part of 2019. And 2020 has been my healthiest year in a long <laughs> time, personally. But I know it's been a hard year for so many. And that it was during um, my healing journey that God really put it on my heart that music's not done. There's another album in ya. Mm. And um, so that's when that journey began. And it just released October 2nd. And the album is called All Things, based off of Romans 8, 28, uh, All Things for Our Good. Well, and we're going to dig into, if you'll allow us, uh, different parts of this journey in a little bit more depth. But let's talk about the song first, All Things for My Good which is the lead track. And this is actually a song that really was a message you'd already crafted. You had ready to go in a sense as a demo track, but the one that ended up lifting you up in what you just (laughs) referenced, right? Basically the lowest moments of your life. Isn't that funny how God works? I'm, I'm not the type to like put in my own albums and like listen to myself on Spotify. (laughs) Um, Some people might do that, but you know, you you, sure you work on a song, you craft it and um, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, but once it's done and mixed and and out there, you know, that's another story. Mm -hmm. And so when, yeah, when I was at my lowest of lows, I had to move home from my beautiful condo in Nashville and at my age to go, you know, live with my parents in Boston. That was a hard, humbling season, as wonderful and beautiful as they are. It just, you know, I'm a very independent woman, mm-hmm. fully living life for Jesus and doing what I love. And I just felt really stuck because my body wasn't functioning the way I knew God had created it to. I could, there are days I could barely get out of bed or function. And the pain level was what was so hard. It was a chronic um, neurological Lyme disease infection. So it really affected my brain, my nervous system, um, that the headaches weren't like your normal headache, take an Advil or use some peppermint oil. It was like off the charts 24 mm-hmm. seven for about nine months until we got a handle on how to properly treat this nasty little disease caused by a tick bite. And, um, it was, it was really one of those mornings where if I'm being honest with you today, I, I was starting to give up and I was starting to lose hope and I was doing all the things I knew to do in my spirit and trust God and, and listen to worship music. And, you know, I couldn't really read it hurt too much, but listen to scripture and and podcasts that uplifted me. And I just started wondering, like, if I can't have purpose here on earth and do (laughs) what I felt called to do. And I, it just got low And one morning, that chorus that I had written probably, I don't know, a year prior to getting really sick, I had written it with um, Hawk Nelson, Micah Cooper, and um, Ben Calhoun from Citizen Way. And that chorus just started running over and over in my spirit, in my heart. And it's just, it's literally scripture. And it just says, he's working all things, all things, all things for your good. And the, the melody is a little bit like a lullaby. And even when we were writing it, I remember thinking, oh, if I had a little baby, I'd sing this over mm-hmm. them in the mornings, in the night, you know. And um, It was amazing how God used that because I pulled up my laptop and I pulled up that demo track. And to hear my own voice declaring some truth 
um, it was just a powerful moment where God really used that moment in my own life to say, it's not over and I will work this for your good because you have been called according to my purposes. And so it, it just switched something on for me and it, it wasn't too far after that that we found the clinic in New York that I then went on to, to receive healing treatments and was a real catalyst on getting on the other side um, of my healing journey. So, yeah, that is a special song to me, and I, I really believe and dedicate that to anyone that is waiting on promises to be fulfilled and that haven't seen their breakthrough yet. Um, it's a great reminder that he is working their situation um, for good. So I hope it encourages somebody today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is It is a lovely tune, a lovely track. Jamie Jam Goshen is with us today, the much-loved songwriter, recording artist, and worship leader behind the long-awaited album, All Things, and the hope-filled single, All Things for My Good. And you're tuned to On the Road here on Faith Radio. Ryan Thomas with you. I wonder if we can press rewind just a little bit and take this through the full scope of the journey because something that's kind of interesting, you actually come to faith when you're a senior in college. I'm wondering before that point, as you're growing up and you you had achieved this tremendous musical talent, you're going to school to be a jazz pianist, but what was your view of God growing up, Jamie? Oh, um, that's a great question. So, and I t- we talk about this a lot as a, a family now. I was born and raised right, right outside of Boston, Mass. So I'm a New Englander at heart. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and, um, I can slip out at any time. And um, I think just growing up, my dad was raised Catholic. And my mom was raised um, Congregational Church of Christ. But they would say that like they hadn't yet had a revelation or an encounter with the love of Jesus or like fully surrendered their heart to him. It was more religion. It was more just duty, you know, to go to church every Sunday. Um, and that's how I was raised. I would either go to mass with my dad on Saturday. I can remember I was always offended that I wasn't able to have communion mm. <laughs> because I wasn't, um, what do they call it? The first, I hadn't done my first communion sure. through the Catholic church. And so I can remember, I would be like, but I want, you know, I want to take part in that. And then I'd also do Sunday school on Sundays at my mom's church. And my parents are together. They just were, you know, uh, practicing differently in that season of life. Sure. And it's in Sunday school. It's crazy. Cause I, I'm sure we heard the Bible stories. I would think, but I don't ever remember hearing the greatest story of redemption of Jesus coming um, and dying on the cross for our forgiveness and for our redemption and that we can have a, a fresh start with him and live this abundant life in him. And so it's, it's really strange. I just grew up believing in God. Uh, no real reference there was taught, you know, to be a good person, morally, kind and make good decisions and all that. But it really wasn't until college that I think you start thinking more on your own. And I was definitely searching for truth and I was exposed to other religions and I was exposed to people that were really following God in a way I had never seen. And my heart was drawn to that. Um, I was not serving God at the time. I was just living the typical college girl life and all that that entails. <laughs> and um, 
I can remember though, I was, I was searching for truth. I've always from a young age, I've always felt um, just a nearness to God and been drawn to the things of God. Mm. I've always sensed good from evil very strongly. My, my conscience is very strong and just, I believe that's the Holy Spirit, you know, but I didn't know that at the time. And so just intuitive and kind of, you know, we'll sense things. And it was during college. I, I had actually just gone through an awful breakup and I was really sad and I was disappointed at some decisions I was making and just down on myself. And a classmate could tell I was not my normal, bubbly, happy, positive self. And she reached out to me and it was the first time anyone told me about Jesus or what it was like to serve God in a real way, not in a religious way, but in a real way that my heart grabbed onto. And she gave me a Bible and I can remember saying, what do I do with this? She's like, well, why don't you start reading the gospels and learn for yourself who who Jesus is and what he's done for you. And I'm like, okay. Uh, And the Psalms are what really grabbed me because, you know, I'm a songwriter at heart and just reading about King David and how, I just relate to him so much in the way he writes the most epic songs and poems. And so that really drew me in. And then music, she gave me my first taste of Christian music. And of course, being a musician, that drew my heart in a whole nother level. So she ended up leading me to the Lord. And, you know, it was just a very quick kind of heart change. And I'm forever grateful for that classmate. And then my parents came to know the Lord. They have their own faith journey, but that is a whole nother like wow. incredible story of how they came to faith in their fifties and my sister. And it's just, it really has been God. And I love sharing this part because maybe people are listening that were like me and like they think they know the Lord or love God, but it's maybe just more like checking off the box and going to church and trying wow. to be a good person that is so far from the gospel, right? Jesus <laughs> came to give us life and to save us from ourselves. <laughs> and so I'm just forever grateful that um, that happened. And I've been able to hopefully share his love with a lot of people. That's my goal. <laughs> oh, man. Most definitely you have. Jamie Jam Goshen with us today on the road for Faith Radio. She is the much-loved songwriter, recording artist, and worship leader, the long-awaited album just out now, available wherever fine music is sold or streamed, is called All Things, and the hope-filled single is called All Things for My Good. When you first started getting into CCM music, who were some of the artists that you gravitated toward? Are those things that you remember and, and look back on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first tape I was given way back in like, gosh, was it 1999 or 2000? A long time ago. <laughs> was um it was bootlegged and it had like a mix of <laughs> Darlene Check, Shout to the Lord. That song was so special to me and I really look up to her as an artist and worship leader. Um also Chris Tomlin, who I still think is amazing. I think he's one of the most prolific um songwriters in our genre for worship corporate style worship music. Um I also love some of the newer kind of modern you know, artists that we listen to on radio have a lot of friends in Christian music and really respect what they're putting out, like Mandisa and Francesca Battistelli. And um, so, yeah, I also listen to other genres of music too, being a musician at heart. I am just drawn to um, 
a lot of different kind of music. <laughs> That's lovely. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense to the your sound is so vibrant and, and rich. It makes perfect sense that it would originate from from different styles. But yeah, let's circle back just a little bit to that central journey with Lyme disease and what it led to. Uh, because you said you struggled with Lyme disease for a number of years, right? But then yeah. it was 2018 that you said it really was somewhat sudden where you start to deal with something new, just feeling really run down and exhausted. How did it kind of flip the switch from something that was there to something that became really almost debilitating? Yeah. So I I did navigate it for a long time and I actually had a, a Lyme doctor in Nashville, you know, run tests many years ago. And, and, and fortunately, you know, he was like, this is something you'll always have and we can kind of like help the symptoms. But as a woman of faith, I was like, no, God's going to heal me or there's going to be another way. I just remember thinking, I'm not going to allow this to take me out. And I, I think I have kind of like a fighter, like I don't take no <laughs> very well. <laughs> and maybe I'm a little stubborn. I don't know. But with my faith, there's just a tenacity. And when I read scriptures in the Bible where, where Jesus opens blind eyes and I've been in services and I've prayed for people and seen them miraculously healed and, and have, I have other healing testimonies where I've seen that happen in my own life. So I was just like, okay, this is not going to be the end. This isn't going to take me out. And I did navigate it for a long time, but I think what happened, um, I had had fatigue for years and just muscle aches, all that. But I think when it became neurological and I don't really understand the science or the medical part of it very well, but I think when it became a neurological infection um, is when I no longer had that push and I couldn't, I couldn't keep going the way I was and the things that I was doing to treat it, whether that be medicine or holistic treatments, it was clearly no longer working. Um, and now I look back and I believe it was the grace of God. And I'm actually now thankful because I don't think I could have maintained the pace and I think there's just a lot that God wanted to kind of flip the switch on in my life, wow. but I would have just kept going and going and yeah. And that's my own fault and something I work on, you know, kind of loyal to a fault, all that. And, um, so when I hit rock bottom in 2018, it was actually the, I was just, it was my birthday. I can remember August 28th, 2018. I was like, this is so not me. I mean, I had like, plans for the day with friends and we, you know, just celebrate. I love to celebrate. And I could not function. And I thought, you know, what's going on? And you start Googling. I'm like, do I have that? You know, I thought maybe I had that mosquito bite disease, West Nile or something. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> that yeah. hits your brain and, you know, it, all the symptoms seem the same. And, oh, it just began the longest journey of, and it got bad. And so it, I, I found this clinic through a friend in, was it 2019? Yes, spring of 2019 um, in New York. And she actually begged me to go with her. She's like, you are so sick. You're not yourself. So we got there and I just remember crying the night before in the hotel room. And I was like, God, I've tried everything. And this was countless doctor's appointments, you know, everyone trying to figure out what was going on, trying different treatments and, for months and months. And I just remembered saying, if this is the way you're going to heal me, I'm in, but I'm scared. And, 
it really is different. It's called the New York Center of Innovative Medicine, and they are doing things so future forward, and they have therapies and techniques that they've gathered from all over the world, which is really fascinating to me. And it worked and it's mm-hmm. holistic and, you know, it wasn't easy. You know, I've used for four hours a day and, um, you know, my body was going through a lot and detoxing from this disease that would kind of take over for so long. And so it wasn't very pleasant, but they, you know, they said, if, if you follow this and work with us, and, you know, and it was after three months, I got a clean bill of they could not detect any more Lyme in my body. And they were honest. They're like, now begins your healing journey. And they were right. It was about a year of my cells rejuvenating, my body coming back to its original way that God designed it, I believe. And I've had to make some lifestyle changes and slow down and make health a priority again. And, but I'm just so thankful for the way God works. And I'm so thankful for all the people that were praying because I believe it was prayer as well. And faith, it wasn't just, those treatments. It was all of it combined together. You mentioned it off the top that finally this spring, you really started to those simple words that mean so much feel better. I mean, just how, how incredible, how much freedom was there in that simple phrase? It's kind of like you get your life back. Mm. I don't know. I'm so emotional today. Sorry. And I remember just being like, Sure, I have dreams, and sure, there's a lot of unanswered prayers, but just to feel myself again and alive and well um, and to not have pain, I think that was the hardest thing for me to navigate with Jesus day in, day out was the chronic pain. And he doesn't, I don't believe God puts sickness on us or pain. I think we live in a broken, fallen world where there's disease and, you know, a lot of messed up things going on here on earth. But I do believe that God can use it for our good, and I do believe that He works it for our good. And man, did I learn that. Uh, Just a few minutes left, Jamie, and thank you so much uh, for your time. Thank you so much for being here. But before maybe a final question, where can people go? I know the music available all over the Fruited Plain, but to learn more about you, to pick up a copy of the record, where should we start? Yeah, So if you're like me and you like the actual CD in hand, (laughs) I still love a real CD. You can go to your local Christian bookstore and order it that way, or they might have it. Or come to my website. That that helps us out so much. JamieJam.com. And it's J-A-I-M-E. Not sure why my parents spelled it. That way, they say they liked the French word. I don't even know how to say it. She loves. And so, um, anyways, that's why it's J-A-I-M-E. So, jamiejam.com, and um, you can buy it there. Or if you are one of these fancy pants, Spotify, (laughs) iTunes, Apple Music, Pandora, you know, Amazon Music, all of it, you can go stream it as well, and that helps. And I'd love to connect with people, Facebook, Instagram. I'm rarely on Twitter, but have Twitter, and it's just my full name, Jamie Jam Goes, and you can find all that through the website as well, jamiejam.com. And I suppose if your parents had wanted to take the French spelling to its natural conclusion, you would be more like Jamie Jamgoshan, right? As opposed to Jamie. Right? But they didn't go all the is way. It, I know. Is it Jetame or something? Ooh. How do you say that? I don't Ooh. know. I don't know French. I, I, don't, I don't know either, <laughs> but that sounds really good. Let's go with that. Well, just one last question, because okay. you have 
expressed so beautifully that waiting is is not fun <laughs> that waiting can no. be so tough but you have waited and you have come to such incredible victory in your life and to such refreshed purpose to somebody who is in the waiting season right now uh, what hope would you offer them that this is not the end that the best is in fact yet to come mm, yeah Well, I made a t-shirt about it and it's called Worship in the Waiting. Hmm. And that would be my greatest um, encouragement. I think when we're in waiting seasons of life, which we will always be in, I'm in waiting seasons in other areas, right? My healing came, but still believing for other things. I think when we can take our eyes off ourselves, point them towards God, but also live this beautiful life that he's given us and not look at the things we're waiting on, but look at what we do have and Look at what we can do day in and day out and really live a fulfilled, full life thriving. I think then those things that we're waiting on when they come, they're just the more special because we're already living instead of just waiting. So I've tried to kind of flip the script on it a little bit in my own life and and I just practice um, gratitude and I practice fully living each day even in the waiting and worshiping through it. Maybe that means taking a beautiful walk and just, you know, looking at God's creation or whatever those things are that bring you life and you peace. Do that in the waiting and do it a lot. (laughs) Hmm. What a great word to end on. Jamie Jam Goshen with us today on the road for Faith Radio. What an absolute pleasure to meet you, Jamie. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. I hope it encouraged someone. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.